0: 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Do find it in your Bible, especially you kiddos who are in here with us. Uh, Find these passages in your Bibles. Use the table of contents in the beginning if you need to. This is how you start to get familiar with your Bible and how to find things and where things are in there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4. We have in our house, I guess you'd call it a growth chart, um, where we... We mark our children's heights periodically and put a date there beside it and see how much they've grown. We did that yesterday and we're shocked to see how much they've grown in four months. It's, um, a little bit terrifying. You're, you're proud of them and you're excited that they're growing and they're healthy, but at the same time, you, you, uh, hate to see them grow up. I wonder if you parents and grandparents, if you had the same thing at your house, um, as they grow in height, they also grow in maturity. And again, you're so proud of them, and it's so good, but it's kind of sad to see the little the babyishness of them fade away. Um, as human beings, we're born and we grow, and that's natural. That's the way it's supposed to be. And it's the same, the same process happens spiritually. Uh, When one becomes a Christian, the Bible refers to it as a new birth. It's like being born all over again, but spiritually speaking, you're alive for the first time. And just like a little newborn baby, like we all were at one point, new Christians grow. And that's just naturally the way it works. And if there is not growth, it means something is wrong. We would be concerned if we marked our children's height on our our growth chart, or for us it 's the back of the door uh, where the dirty clothes go, in case you needed to know all that information um, it, it would be concerning if, after four months, there was no growth, and then another four months there 's still no growth, and then another year go, goes by, and there 's no growth that you would start to be a little worried um, you know i 'm thirty three now it would be something would be wrong if I was thirty three but I was still The size of a baby and the maturity of a baby. I think you would agree that would be weird. The Corinthians, who this letter was written to, were not growing. And that was a problem. And that's why God told the Apostle Paul to write this letter to them. They weren't growing how they should be. I believe they were Christians, but they were still like babies. Spiritually, they were still like babies. And that same thing can happen to us. So we want to look at these verses and today see two signs that you are growing up in Christ. You may wonder, how can you know if you're growing spiritually? There's no chart where you can mark spiritually to see how you're growing. Well, here's two ways to kind of look at yourself and determine, am I growing? Am I a healthy Christian growing spiritually? Um, If you are a note taker... The two big headings for these two points is eat and act. We're going to look at uh, eating and our actions, what we take in and, and what we put out. Uh, that's the two big headings. But let's pray together before we really start to look at God's word. We always pray together because we recognize that this isn't just any book. This is God's word. And it's a supernatural thing that happens when we read God's word and understand it. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit to help us understand your word. Please help us now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. So, the first way to know if you are growing as a Christian is if you are growing in your ability to take in God's wisdom. If you're growing in your ability to take in God's wisdom, that's the heading under eat, because that's how Paul talks about it in these verses. Let's read again 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh, he uses this analogy of milk versus solid food. I borrowed this toy bottle here. okay this is what babies drink from, okay it's just liquid food. all right he's saying the Corinthian Christians, in terms of their ability to take in what God is teaching and God's wisdom, they're like babies. They can only take in the very most basic, the very most foundational, the easiest of truths. They're stuck on the level of Jesus loves me, this I know. Now it's not that we should move uh, beyond Jesus loves me. That's extremely important, and everything is is built on that. It's that we we understand it more deeply as we grow in Christ. So they are spiritually speaking drinking the equivalent of, of milk. And Paul is saying you ought to be ready for solid food. So I have a picture of some solid food here. Uh, do do any of the children in here like going to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> okay, a couple. I was going to do steak, but I don't know if kids like steak. Okay, there are differences between a baby's milk and being able to go to Chick-fil-A and eat a chicken sandwich or the waffle fries. There's a big difference. You have to have teeth and not just gums. Can you picture a newborn baby gumming his way through a Chick-fil-A sandwich? It requires a certain maturity. When Paul talks about solid food, the spiritual equivalent of a Chick-fil-A meal or a big steak, whatever your solid food preferences are, he's talking about what he calls the full counsel of God. He's, he's talking about um, deeper understanding of who God is and who we are as God's creatures and what he's done for us through Jesus Christ and what that means for us as new creations in Jesus Christ. And that's something that we never exhaust. We never get to the end of studying and learning and growing in our understanding and our ability to live in light of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Paul talks about it in the book of Ephesians, and he says, this is his desire for Christians, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So as a Christian, you're not meant to stay in infancy. You're not meant to remain like a baby. You're meant to grow. And that growth entails... Being able to take in meatier, uh, more substantial aspects of God and who he is and his character and what he's done for you in Jesus Christ. So there is a brain aspect to this. Uh, As Christians, you may have noticed, we do a lot of things that are similar to school. We have Sunday school. I wonder if any of the kids wonder why on Sunday morning are we going to a different school. We do it all week. We do it because we're studying God and the things of God. Christianity has a lot to do with a book, so it involves reading, and it involves studying, and it involves meditating and thinking hard about these things. Uh, we all come in here and listen to a sermon, which you know, people that aren't Christians might think is like a, a school lecture. It's a little different than that. but So there is a brain aspect to it, but there's also a relationship aspect to it, okay, You're not meant to stay relating to God like a baby relates to his mom and dad. You're meant to grow in your understanding of God and your relationship with God. Uh, It's the same with uh, friendships or marriages. The longer you're in these relationships, the more deep, more meaningful, more complicated, more complex the relationship gets. These are the things that we're to be growing in as Christians. So the question here for this, to understand if you are growing Up in Christ is, are you growing in your ability to take in God's wisdom? As time goes, are you more able to understand the Bible? Are you more hungry for it? Are you better able to follow sermons? Uh, Do you have a stronger desire to come and hear God's Word preached or taught? Uh, Do you find yourself even looking for other avenues? To take in and understand better what God has said in his word? Do you find yourself having times every day where you're reading? Do you find yourself thinking about God's word and talking about it and asking people who know more than you to help you understand it? Uh, Do you maybe even find yourself subscribing to podcasts where you listen to sermons? And is your ability to take in God's wisdom growing? That's a good sign that you are growing up in Christ. If it's not, that might mean there's something wrong. So that's one way to know if you're growing up in Christ. The second way to know if you're growing up in Christ is are you growing in the fruit of the Spirit? This is the heading under act. So we've looked at what you're eating. Now we're looking at how you're acting. Your behavior can help you know if you're growing up in Christ. Let's look at verses 3 and 4. For you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? I would think if you're not familiar with the Bible's teaching about the flesh, you would think it was really weird to hear Christians talk about the flesh. Uh, that word, I think, conjures, I don't know, it's, it's a, almost a creepy word, the flesh. But the Bible has a very rich meaning behind this word of flesh. To help us understand it, I think we should read a passage from Galatians. And I'll read it to you. You can stay in 1 Corinthians, or you can flip to it if you'd like. It's Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. This will help us understand what he means by being of the flesh. And what I mean by growing in the fruit of the spirit. He writes in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. But I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So here we already can tell the flesh and the spirit are two different things and they're kind of against each other. It says for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So basically what the Bible means by the flesh is it's it's all that part of who you are that is not controlled by Jesus Christ. It's that part of you that just wants to do what it wants to do. It's that part of you that is controlled by what your body wants and what feels good. It's the part of you that is not under the control of Jesus Christ. When you're born again as a Christian, you get the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes and pushes out all those fleshly desires. That's where all of our sin resides and takes place. But your whole life as a Christian will be sort of a tug of war between the flesh and the spirit. To clear this uh, even further, Paul goes on to talk about the works of the flesh. And he lists things like... Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, uh, that just means, again, doing what feels good to your senses. Uh, that, that would be eating too much ice cream would fall into that category because it feels good to your senses. I know none of you have ever done that, but it's an example of what someone may have done somewhere in history. Idolatry, that's worshiping people or things other than the one true God. Sorcery, enmity, which just means, uh, Being the type of person that is an enemy of other people or has enemies. Strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness. Things like these are the works of the flesh. It's the way we operate if we don't have the Holy Spirit changing us. In contrast to that, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's always going to be a tug of war between these two, the flesh and its works and the spirit and its fruit. So as you think about yourself and try to figure out, am I growing as a Christian? Look at your behavior. Okay, is your behavior more fleshy or is it more spiritual? Are you growing less fleshy and more spiritual over time? Or are you growing even more fleshy over time? Or, or just staying stagnant in the same? Because if you're growing up in Christ, it's going to start changing over time. You're going to be less selfish and more loving. You're going to be less jealous of people and more just joyful in what you have in Christ. You're going to be growing... Uh, less in terms of friction with other people and fighting and fussing with other people, you're going to be growing in peace with God and with people. Less strife, more kindness, less uh, immorality, more goodness, less rivalries with people and more faithfulness, fewer fits of anger and more gentleness and self-control. The Corinthians issues seem to be specifically jealousy and strife. That's what he mentions in verse 3. You are still of the flesh, for while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way. Jealousy is when you are unhappy because of what someone else has that you don't have. I wonder if any of you have ever felt that way. Strife is is basically just fighting with people. That was going on quite a bit in the Corinthian church, and it led Paul to believe that they were not growing like they should. So the question here is... Are you growing over time in the fruit of the Spirit? Do you see these things developing in your life more and more and more? Now, I I need to end on a note about fruit. Okay, here's a piece of watermelon. I couldn't help myself. I had to have a bite of it. So here's fruit. Now, this this was manufactured in a print shop. Okay, this isn't real fruit. I've got a picture of real fruit right there. This is a little baby watermelon, just getting started. okay? This was made. okay this was made with a printing press and with hands. Um, made. Okay, Real fruit, just like spiritual fruit, is not made by human hands. It grows. Okay. Spiritual fruit is a natural process. When we are rooted into Jesus Christ, trusting in Jesus, following Jesus, having the Holy Spirit in us, these fruit of the Spirit grow. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all these things, these good things. You, you don't wake up in the morning and determine, I today I'm going to be awesome at the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to make myself awesome at the fruit of the Spirit. And then God will love me. And then God will accept me and will be happy with me. It doesn't work that way. You fail every time. Okay, the way Christianity works is God, through Jesus Christ, pays for your sins. As you trust in Jesus Christ's death on the cross for you, your sins are forgiven, wiped away. You're born again following Jesus Christ as your Lord, and God loves you. And he is happy with you and he is pleased with you, not because of your ability to make fruit grow in your life, but because you are in Jesus Christ. That's how the Bible talks about it. You're in Jesus Christ. Okay, you don't, don't walk out of here and determine to try to do better and thereby make God love you more. If you are in Jesus Christ, he loves you maximum already. See, this is good news this morning. It's not, you've got to do better at this. It's, you can do better at this if you are trusting and following Jesus Christ. Root down deeper into him and you will see over time this fruit will grow. Just like my kids. I, I am not grabbing hold of Elias's head and Meredith grabbing hold of his ankles. And we're not like pulling, trying to get him to grow tall. He's just growing tall because he's a human. Okay. That's how the spiritual fruit works as well. Just be in Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Follow Jesus Christ. Enjoy the relationship with God the Father that is ours through Jesus Christ. Respond to him obediently, trusting him. And you will see over time. It's imperceptible. You don't see it except over time. You'll look back and you'll see where you are today compared to where you were a year ago. And you'll say, man... I've really grown. I actually have a desire to read the Bible. I don't read anything. And yet I have a desire to read the Bible. I used to throw a hissy fit every time somebody cut me off in traffic like a little baby. And now I'm like, I'm peaceful about it. I'm gracious to the person that cut me off. And I'm not judging Yeah, I used to fall into gossip all the time, and I loved that feeling of confiding with someone else about some bad thing of someone else. And now I've lost my taste for that. I'd I'd rather walk away from those conversations. Something's happening in me. That's the joy of being a Christian. That's the joy of growing up in Jesus Christ. Your ability to take in God's wisdom grows. The fruit of the Spirit grows in your life like that tiny watermelon. And it's awesome. And that's what... Paul wants for us as he writes, more importantly, that's what God wants for us as he inspires Paul through this writing. That's what I want for us as your, as your pastor. And what I'd like to do in closing is for us to pray because this is supernatural stuff that happens here. If I can get that to stay put. Knowing that this is how Christianity works and that it's all very supernatural, I really do think the most appropriate way for us to close the sermon is to pray together And I'm going to have a stretch of quiet, just a few seconds. I want to encourage you to use that chance based on your own thinking about yourself, if you're growing or not, to talk to God about this and ask him to help you to grow. Would you pray with me?